Hi everybody, how are you doing? This is Lady Stars and Fire. I'm here with Hell Heppy and this is Otherland Dreams. So how are you doing this evening? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm fine, but I feel like I sound like I'm really far away. Oh, yeah, got it. Okay. No, when I was first saying hello, I was like, it sounded like I was talking like this so far away. That's because your headphones were turned down. Yeah, I know. I figured that out. I'm so slow right now. I'm so um. Uh, for those of you who know, I went to Salem last week, Salem, Massachusetts, and we we got back yesterday, and I'm just still getting caught up. It was like eleven hours that we were driving, and oh my god, just it was like forever. I was like, dude, where in the hell are we? <laughs> uh, we decided to go back and we decided we weren't going to take the tolls coming back, which just made it go even longer, which was fine. But I was like, wow, it just seemed like it was forever and, and, and whatnot. And spirit has its agenda within all of that, which actually is a good thing. It actually had to do with your bear, I believe, a part of some of that little funky mess. But it all made it back, and I'm happy, and I'm so glad to be back to my home haunted home, my don't, own. Don't blame the bear. It's no. not his fault. No, but your bear sent a relief. Really yeah, yeah, warning. that's off air. No, I'm just saying. Off air. A warning, which threw me off. So anyway, I know. Um, but like I said, it was it was just a long drive. It was it was a great trip. I was very glad that we had it. And we're home. Like I said, it's glad, I'm glad to be my own home haunted home, not somebody else's. <laughs> you know, sometimes the old adage of you need a vacation from your vacation is extremely true. God, yes. Oh, yes. It's, it's exhausting. Especially when you're around as many people as you, had, uh, you were around for the amount of time that you were around said people. Yeah. I, I haven't had like a me day in, in the whole vacation. And, and most of it turned into shamanic work the whole time anyway, or helping it in one form or another. Spirit but, don't take a day off, man. No, it don't. But it's all right. It, it, it was a good thing overall. I mean, so I had a good vacation. But wasn't there something you wanted to go into before I started getting into Salem? I do. Dear listeners, I'd like to put a call out to you, all of you. We have uh, need our numbers to go up a bit. We're uh, running into some problems with uh, Google Play in their transition here. So I know all of you who listen share uh, on social media with Facebook the links to our show. Get the word out, as many as your friends as you can, to listen, to like. Well, you can't tell them to like it. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. But those who do like it, ask them to subscribe. Help us continue to bring you uh, bring this content to you that you either love or hate. Thank you so much, and we do appreciate it. Please share Absolutely. it, share it, share it. All right, so as soon as I got to Salem, I, like as soon as I got to Salem, I knew I was going to have to do some work at helping somebody cross over. And I'm at, right at my f first spot of learning this as far as psychopomp goes. Did I say it right? You got it right. I finally got it right. <laughs> so I, f I, w I walked into this situation, and I didn't realize what I was walking into as soon as I got there. You should have had your eyes open. Walls are easy to notice. No, no, no. I'm talking about us. I know. I'm being silly. <laughs> it's what I do, man. It is what you do. But, dude, this screwed me up. I walked in, and, okay, so I'm not going to go into whose house it was and why not. I knew the situation had been was coming and I knew about it prior to the death okay so it was something that I think the universal was just bringing us together and this is how we're supposed to be working on it and I still have to go back and do a little bit more work and validate everything is good however when I the first time I ever did it I walked right into somebody's house who happens to have a goddess so to speak, and I'm going to leave it that way because I'm not going to sell out the goddess for the person um, who, who protects the house, and the goddess was not having it. So as soon as I got there, she was just, like, throwing down hard energy on me, and it was because I wasn't 
coming from the right point of view. But once once I did and I understood exactly how to go about it, things got better. But I mean, from from the very beginning, it was just spirit, 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 working, 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 spirit. And I mean, I think I think that it's going through well, and I do have to double check it. But it was not what I expected to walk into the very first time I ever had to do it. And then when we went to Salem, I did not realize, I'm going to tell you one thing, I may be one of those mediums who's going to be like, dude, unless I really need to go back there and do work, um, I, I don't, don't know if I'm going to be one of them people popping up at those haunted places, <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> Uh, because of the hangings that happened at Salem, we were on Essex Street, just, you know, hanging out, chilling, having a good old time, and I could see spirit, you know, basically just walking through the people and, and hanging out, more or less, I could see them, but it wasn't a big deal, I mean, really, I mean, as a medium, I see them everywhere I go anyway. But I didn't realize I was street over from where the memorial was because I'm not from Salem and we'd lost the group that we were with. So as we were getting ready to leave, they were like, no, 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 let's go check out the memorial. And it's the haunted graveyard where the first, I believe, 19 were buried after they were hung. And it's, I think, the 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 actual courthouse that it was and like in a specific memorial area. And I, I was like, okay, fine, let's go see it, da-da-da-da-da. And as we're crossing the street, we still have like another block up to go, maybe even two. And I start getting this kink in my neck. And I'm just thinking at the point, you know, I'm sore, I'm tired, I've been driving forever, so no big deal. And as I get closer and closer and closer, I start realizing I'm actually feeling the hangings. Mm -hmm. And as I actually get like right up on the where the graveyard is, I'm actually hearing like screaming from... What I'm hearing, and it's so sad, and I hate to say it, but I'm just going to be blunt. What I'm hearing is is the person who is hanging, I'm hearing their family screaming. It's like the last thing that they heard, which is just devastating. It was so upsetting to me. And I was like, once I put it together, I was like, what is really going on and all the medium stuff? I was like, dude, peace out. I got to go. I was like, I cannot hang out here with you guys. I, was, I walked right up to the graveyard. So I'm sorry for what happened to you. And I was like, and I got to go. Y'all can stand here at the memorial as long as you want. But I can't breathe. And, and I still felt the noose around my neck and the hanging and the pressure for up to like four hours after we left. And I mean, it was very panicky mm -hmm. for me because I was like, did you stop? Right. He went stop. So I'll go back, but I ain't getting going to a memorial again unless, you know, unless, unless I got some reason that I'm being told I have some work to go. No, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'll, I'll sit a block back. Yeah, that was one of the things that was going through my mind when you first told me about this trip. It was like, yeah, that's going to be pleasant. <laughs> well, see, I've been around areas that have been haunted before and I've never had the problem. That's why I never thought about it. I mean, I don't know if I was just able to block it or if I was or if I'm stronger now. But there was no blocking it. I mean, I was loaded with my crystals and everything. And my 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 guides were with me. It just wasn't happening. I was feeling that. Uh, the, here's the thing. Now, there's not only the travesties that happened uh, at this location, but there's also all the visitors that have come there carrying their own energies, thinking about said uh, travesties that have occurred, laying down that much more of a, you know, what did they call it, a psychic echo, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, just amplifying it. I mean, like I said, because, I mean, they're like, there's two more streets other than Essex streets, and, and, you know, you can see all the memorials, and they were getting ready to go on some graveyard tour, and I was like, dude, I've just been by one. I was like, no, y'all have fun. Y'all y'all go do that. I don't know if it's just, I don't know if, if I was just so exhausted. I don't know if my shields were down. I don't know, but, I mean, the other people I was with were also mediums, and they could handle it. No. No, no, no. I was like, goodbye. We were done. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Even before I, well, when I was still a dumbass teenager, I think I was 18 at this point in time. Yeah. I went down to New Orleans for the Junior Olympics. And while I was there, I wanted to see the graveyards, the above ground mausoleum graveyards, because they can't bury people in New Orleans because it's below the water table. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool, man. I had to go see that. <laughs> Got to the first one, made it about. Yeah, about halfway through it, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Why? I thought you wanted to see this. I'm good. 
Yeah, I'm right the hell over it, right the fuck over it. And I couldn't tell you why, because I wasn't creeped out. I mean, the uh, the stonework was amazing, some of the those mausoleums. It was just, for some reason, I wanted to go. And I think I was just, you know, the part of me that had not awoken, uh, that had not awakened yet, just saying, dude, it's time to go, man. You don't want to be here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it started. It was, it was fine originally, and I was like, you know, I don't mind if I go back. Maybe not this time of the year when it's got a whole lot less people. I don't have somebody bumping into me every two seconds. Mm -hmm. I was like, but you know, and I'll I'll go back, but I'll go shopping. I'm not going to the memorials as long as I stay away from that part. I'm okay because obviously, you know, I didn't have really a problem when I was just in the areas. I mean, other than they had a psychic fair going on and. Dude, I felt sorry for the people doing the psychic fair because just walking past them, I wanted to vomit from all the energies that they were picking up. My, I mean, I had a really good time. I got a lot of gifts. I spent a lot of money. I just was over-exhausted with the amount of spiritual work that I basically had to go through and the learnings that I was getting. I mean, it was a really good trip, but... Dude, I was pooped. I was so pooped. And it was, and, and the weirdest thing too, like the whole time I was there, my, my earth kept pulsing. And I still don't know what that was about. Like as if you were standing on a trampoline and it's just going up and down and up and down and up and down. And I'm like, what, what? I, I'm like, I'm looking around at everybody. I'm like, am I the only one feeling this? <laughs> but I mean, it was a good trip. And I'm, I'm, but I'm glad to be back to my own personal home haunted home and my own spirits that I'm used to, not everybody else's. There you go. So anyway, um, I wanted to go over just a few little details because Halloween is tomorrow for anybody who catches you know, the show tonight or even tomorrow during the day for um, Halloween for, like, anxiety, for helping your children before you actually go into trick-or-treating. Because, you know, somewhere, somewhere, it is your child's first Halloween and whatnot. So, hold on, let me just make sure I get all my stuff right. I mean, you want to make sure, first off, that if you have children who believe in all of you know, the cartoons and the superheroes and everything. You want to make sure you sit down with them and you explain to them this is costumes, that there's just a little boy under it or a man or a woman, depending on the size of it, so that you don't have children that are freaking right out. Because some people are going to take that, some children are going to take that and actually have anxiety over it, and it won't be a fun event for them. And mm -hmm. you should maybe, you know, practice trick-or-treating with them and going over you know, the, the fact of what that is and helping them with that stuff, as well as help them pick out a, a costume, if you haven't gotten one yet, that, you know, that works well with the kid that also doesn't give them anxiety either. You want to make sure that you go over well behavior. You, uh, you want to make sure that they're, they have manners. And that they can also, if if you get started late or vice versa, that, you know, this can also be a, a good thing to help them learn selflessness. Because if they happen to be around when they're giving out the candy, they can also be learning lessons of selflessness about giving it to other trick-or-treaters. Mm. So you can... You can use it as other things that will help the children. And then don't forget, I mean, it just also depends on where you are choosing to go trick-or-treating because they have stuff now where it's like, like at my own apartment complex, I mean, they just have everybody getting together in the one parking lot and everybody's, you know, doing what they call trunk or treat, you know, mm -hmm. instead of going to hotels and stuff. Not hotels. What am I saying? The mall? <laughs> that, that's a trick or treat and I want no part of, man. <laughs> Count me out. <laughs> but I mean, people used to go to malls and stuff. So I'm saying they're coming up with ideas that are helpful that, you know, you're not just going up to strangers' houses. See, you know, that's part of the problem, I think, with today's society. You know, trick-or-treating, as it's evolved into, not, let's say, today's society, but back when I was a child. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a community event, you know, all, at least where I lived. Uh, you know, you'd, you went out and, especially the street that I would hit, because there was enough houses on the just the one street that I lived on where you know, I was good. And I would talk to my neighbors as I did that as a child and my neighbors would come up and they would uh, who's who's under the mask who's under the mask oh mm -hmm. hi Devin hi how you doing 
and you know get you some candy or if they had specific things they were handing out they would hand it out and then you talk for you know just a 30 seconds to a minute and move on to the next house you know it was a community thing which you don't have that anymore especially like i've seen a lot of people who will take children to neighborhoods across town that they have no affiliation with because those are the bigger houses and they give the better, uh, the better candy you know it's it's evolved away from of course the original roots of it but the uh, the it's modern not day definition anymore yeah uh, the modern day version of it has even moved away from its own roots it's right. it's turned into an act of greed more than anything yeah and then people start without that connection to community they're afraid of what their their children are going to get and they're afraid to send them up to these strangers houses because they are strangers yeah and they're not the your neighbors and your friends that you know so therefore these trunk or treat ordeals you know it doesn't make it any better to go to somebody's Unless trunk of somebody's car. Yeah. Uh, let's direct your child towards the open trunk of somebody's car. <laughs> and if that car is running, don't send your kid there because they might just throw him in, slap the, uh, slam the trunk and hop in and take off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I completely get what you're saying. But then, I mean, like, all I can say, like, in where I live, where I live, people actually talk a lot to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that was, See, I mean, for those who have followed me for a long time, they knew I had the house, I had the sanctuary, I had the land, I had the property. I, it, and I had a little bit of distance. I mean, we still had a neighborhood, but mm-hmm. I had some distance. And I, and strangely, I think a part of why I, it all happened that I ended up moving into the apartment is because I have to, I was, I was having to be put back into a position like that to be closer to people. Mm-hmm. And it's bringing me into a community where I was uncomfortable with being. I was quite comfortable with my own little old house, nobody there, and leave me the hell alone. You know, I was, and, and, and my own spirits and ghosts that were there and, and everything. I mean, I was, because I lived on a property that had, was full of military debt. That's, I mean, from like the Civil War and stuff. So right. I had a whole bunch. But... I mean, now it's, I'm really having to deal with the public. I mean, the community being around different people, which I was not comfortable with in the first place. And, and, but I'm, I'm seeing like, you know, we, we'd all hang out at the pool. We'd all, you know, so the community can be, if it's the, if, if you have a community that, you know, people are doing work together and, and stuff and you are like a trunk or treat thing, it could be a nicer way of keeping everybody from having to bug your house Maybe somebody, maybe does. Maybe you have old people at the house don't want to be bothered. So in one sense, it could be okay. But I mean, if you're a community for real, not just a whole bunch of people getting together and you don't trust anybody. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking at me like I'm not buying it. I don't have anything to, be, to agree with on that. <laughs> no, no, I got nothing, man. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, like I said, I kind of like the community that I'm in now. I don't know everybody, but I mean, I know a lot of people. And a perfect example: the other day, right before um, I I went to work the other day, I had to go into work late, and I I was calling. I was like, because I I take care of my mother. I stay with my mother, and we only have the house phone. I don't have a cell phone for her. She never leaves the house unless she's with me. So she right. has the house phone. And, the, the like, the power went out. And it wasn't the power. It was like a breaker went out. And it was on a Saturday. So I was like, great. Now i got to call an emergency people and blah, 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 blah. You know, try to get somebody to come over here and take care of this. Because I can't leave my poor little old mom alone without a phone and no electricity and da-da-da-da-da. So anyway... They get over there, and, like, the man that comes in, he goes, you're the one that everybody says is the witchy one, the psychic one. And I was like, yeah, I'm the one. The one that, uh, and he was like, yeah, because everybody talks about you. And I was like, is that a good thing? <laughs> I was like, is that a good thing? They were like, always oh, the lady with the bells. They were like, that's the witchy one. She has her own business and da 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 She's the one that you go talk to about all of this. And I, and I get that from the community a lot. I mean, people will be popping up a lot. And there's a little girl who lives there as well who, you know, is is a medium. And, and so, like, every once in a while she comes and she's like, I don't, I don't like that. They scare me, you know, or whatever. And mm-hmm. I have to go help her. You know, so I mean, it, it it can be good if you're actually a community. I I think it was meant to make me go back and understand how like villages were, mm-hmm. at least for me. But you know, 
Anyway. And as far as the uh, the trunk or treat thing, it's also, you know, it's condensing the time frame. Yes, it is. And that's more for the parents than it is for the experience with the child. It's like, okay, it's all right here so we can get it done and go back home. I heard this thing on the radio the other day that it pissed me off and it made me laugh out loud like ridiculously in large amounts at the same time. There's a petition online. Some jackasses are petitioning to have Halloween moved from uh, (laughs) October 31st to the last Saturday of the month because it's more convenient for them. (laughs) EK's just sitting there shaking his head like, what the fuck has the world come to? (laughs) Exactly my point. (laughs) No, I agree, but I just couldn't help myself. He's just like, no, 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 fucking dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why I said it pissed me off and I just started laughing at the same time. And I think it was a laughter... Of sadness for the stupidity of society. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is because they have no idea what the roots are of Halloween or care about it at all. I no. mean, no respect in any way, shape, or form. And that's so sad because so many people are being raised that way and will continue to be raised that way. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, really is pathetic and disgusting, in my opinion. But anyway, so let's get off of Halloween and on to the next subject. Uh, let me find where my stuff is. So, I wanted to talk about the medicine wheel. The medicine wheel are the sacred hoops, so to speak. The circles. The circles. But I wanted, I wanted some of your input before I really got into anything. Input in, on what? I just wanted to know what you think of it, or where, where is your view before I go into any of what I'm about to say. Well, is I know enough about. Uh, medicine wheels and hoops and circles like to be dangerous but not actually dangerous to put my foot in my mouth I'm still learning on that aspect of it well there's a shit ton to learn I mean right I mean and especially like the different aspects between uh, what the Native Americans used and I think they themselves didn't even call them medicine wheels that coin term was coined yeah I think that's one of the ones they used was termed because of a certain one of the Native American medicine men. I've read that comment on a just at a glance a day or two ago. And so it doesn't it didn't stick with me. But like the uh and the differences between the different uh what's it, cultures, I guess would be the proper word. Uh, the Celtic, their medicine wheel is either either four or eight. Yeah, they do spokes. change. They're not always full. Right. And like the uh, the Incans have their own version of the medicine wheel. And I think there was another one that I saw ran into in my research. I, I'm drawing a blank on it at the moment. Yeah, because when we were first, first talking about doing the show tonight, he was like, he, he usually gives me a, well, can you elaborate? And I'm like, uh, not 100%. I was like, because there's so many different directions. I mean, and... and and the reason that I'm saying that is is because people who are coming into, whether it's shamanism, whether it's, you know, trying to get underst- understanding the native culture a little bit more, or you're into, like, the witchcraft or just the energy of the directions and, and maybe not calling yourself a shaman, you know, either, you know, the Wiccan idea, so to speak. I mean, everybody's still going to be viewing the directions, the elements, and what they mean. However, depending on where you are and what tribe you're in or how you view it, that's not necessarily going to be the same. Right. And I wanted to get at that because I think that's very important because I think that really breaks down back to spirit. Really, it does. Because if, if one... If I'm saying the South is you know, the top of the wheel or, or, or I'm saying the South is these elements and these colors and, you know, these energies, yet somebody else is on the other side of the world is saying, no, that's the North. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really gets into the energy of it. It gets into the emotion more than it is the direction. So the direction is important, you know, for where you are. So that you can understand what is, I mean, for your own personal life, where you are in this world. However, that doesn't mean that, you know, over in England, it's the same. Because they're in a different spot. So they're going to view it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think it's important because I don't know how many times I've come across people and they're trying to learn stuff and, and then they're not open-minded and I'm like, well, you're just stupid. <laughs> how could you not be open-minded? I mean, you have to be open-minded if you're going to get into any of this. Right. I mean, is there anything you wanted to say? No. Okay. No. It was the way you turned and I was looking down, so I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, I was comparing notes. That's okay. Um, because, I mean, the, the medicine wheel, it does speak to us of the direction. It speaks to us of east south west and north it represents you know colors such as typically black red yellow and white but then if you get into like i said other areas will pick up blue and green so it's not always the native american wheel is what i'm trying to get out right um uh uh uh, uh it, and it speaks to us of stages of life birth youth adulthood or the elder and death it speaks to us of the times of year spring summer winter fall it speaks to us of spiritual emotional intellectual and physical life within our life um fire sun air water earth it also typically and it's not always the same but typically you hear See, and uh, of this one is one of the ones they're they're using eagle, bear, wolf, and buffalo. But I hear the jaguar often, you mm -hmm. know, added to them. I mean, so when you learn your animals and you learn your spirits and and where the cycle of life is within your own wheel, will help you find the own your own healing. Um, and I think the. Uh the implementation of the animals under the wheel has more to do with the geographical location that you're located in. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, jaguars, and I'm using the word jaguar in the actual term of what a real jaguar is, the you know, the one with the spots. And some people will call mountain lions out here jaguars. Well, they're not really jaguars. But if you were wanting to use that mountain lion in the wheel for your geographic location, it's acceptable. But I think that's where the basis from all of the different animals were. No, and I agree. Because, I mean, it, it goes with what I'm coming after next would be like the ceremonial plants. I mean, which is one of the ones I'm looking at right now is saying it's tobacco, sweetgrass, sage, and cedar. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, but also depending on where you are, you're going to view different plants. Right. Um, And whatnot. It's... It's, it's also seen, like I said, as the sacred hoops, but there is no right or wrong because it's actually speaking to us of, as our elders of Native American tribes would have put it, is, you know, Father Sky, Mother Earth, Spirit Tree, and then just in general, the cycles of life is how it is done. So even in the Native American tribes, a lot. They may have one that they use to represent the tribe, but they will make their own. Mm -hmm. They will make their own individually and add feathers or different things, that which, which also has to do with what they are learning in their life and what they have learned and what they have not. So it also is like a telltale sign of how much this person knows and how much this person needs to learn. So it also helps you understand who your elders are and who you can go to mm -hmm. um, in, in some cases. But they've been used for you know thousands of years in the way of healing <clears throat> and for ceremonial pur purchases. Listen to me. Mm -hmm. for cer ceremonial purchases. Mm -hmm. for I did not know you could purchase ceremonies. I know, right? See, I, I told you I've Oh, wait. I've been married twice. Yeah, I do know you can purchase ceremonies. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't even say nothing about that one for you, dear. <laughs> oh, no, no. I was the one who did it. I got no one to blame but myself and my pecker. And your pecker. And my pecker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that little guy's always getting me in trouble. Well, that's kind of what he's supposed to do, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> okay, anyway, um, it also has to do with typically, they, you know, you should be doing it clockwise. If you're making it, if you're making your own. See, like I have my own that I have shit I have in my bedroom. And then I was told by a Native American once that if you're making it right with the intention too, you can use your medicine wheel. It will help also remove spirits from the house. 
and you start with it in one room and you slowly move it all the way, like from the back of the house. Mm -hmm. Start with it from the back of the house and slowly move it right on up through the house and out the front door and then do it again. You know, and they will help to remove energies that want nothing to do with it. Right. Similar to the way the uh, the Celtic shamans made uh, shields mm -hmm. for uh, that purpose of warding away the uh, negative spirits or energies. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were still talking. Because um, I was turning my pages. Um <laughs> Sorry, I was turning my pages. Um, but, like, and there's, like, Bighorn National Forest Park and Western Peak has their own medicine wheel. There's several places that will have, you know, it on the mountain itself. And, I mean, so it's not just a wheel that you make for yourself in your house. I mean... They can be they can be used in different ways, like I said, and and for different things within your life. Hold on one second, I need a drink. I'm sorry, I'm dying of thirst. Throat's dry. Throat's very dry. Like I said, I'm pooped. I mean, so I mean, there's there's so many different reasons for why you would use them as ceremonial purposes, but you can also use them as teaching for yourself. Mm -hmm. As well as, like I said, for in the tribes, they would use them as well to help you know what you have and have not learned because it it has to do with personal growth. It speaks to you about the, your strengths and your weaknesses and what you have and have not learned yet. So it also kind of tattles on you in a form, which is good because it also helps somebody to learn what they need to help you with or open-mindedness, what more you can learn that you already don't. Mm. So, I mean, um, it, it, there's so many different reasons behind it, but um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out what it is. Typically, the most important thing is, is anytime you see a medicine wheel, whether it is, like I said, at a national park or whether it's, you know, you're using it in your home and you've created your own or you're using it or, or you see it in like a Native American culture or any place else, the wheel is always a circle and it, and it is created from a circle. This is where they get the hoop from. It is thought to be a float. It is thought to be the way you view it is, is it's floating space is, is the way it is seen. It is, uh, points us into the directions of the course towards the center, where the center is the spirit and the energy of all as one as they come together. See, like my personal one for me is um, white, yellow, blue, and black. And I have a circle within a circle. So, I mean, when I, when I made mine, mine is a circle within a circle, and it has... It's made originally with all of the colors that I wanted for it because um, I, I had the reasons I chose behind what I chose for them because uh, it also goes with some of my own Native American tribe essence from my own family and it's past. But, and, then I, and then I used stones in the center because I had every intention of using it when it was needed to move from one end of the house to the other. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's different reasons. But... Um, like I said, the typically they want they say that it's red, yellow, black, and white. They are different ones for every clan, but they are for family and individual use as well. Uh, trying to see what it, is. it speaks to us about the cycle of life, and it also speaks to us of the moon, the earth, and the stars. It's not just here. So depending on how it is that you create it and you make it and pull it forward, right. trying to find the right notes. And like the Kel <laughs> uh, the Celtics, they used it as a symbol also of the cycle of the year. Exactly. I mean, what is it? The pagans will use their own cycle, but it's not the wheel. They use their own cycle with the same idea. So, I mean, there are many different reasons for it. But I'm trying to figure out what I was... I had something written down, and I can't... It, also, some of it is the four trials of man. I knew there was a place I was looking for, which speaks to us of, you know, the success, the defeat, the peace, and the war, which has to do with the healing of the emotional spirit and where we are within our trials of life within those uh, uh, 
energies. Crap, what did I do? Because I have so many things here just written down. I mean, it's also winter, autumn, summer, spring. And it mm -hmm. will speak to us of, you know, damn it. And the elements as well. Yeah, it's the elements. I'm sorry, I'm getting caught with what I with what I wrote, and I like I like I said, I'm tired. I got shipped backwards this time. And well, um, our inner warrior, our ancestors, because like it's, I will tell you, you may be using north. We may be viewing north in one, you know, in this area might be the way we see it, but it may still be south somewhere else. But the energies typically are the same. Just the directions change. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it would be speaking to your, of your inner warrior, your ancestral energy, your uh, ascended masters in general, your shamanisms, uh, you know, the higher ranking shaman who has actually become the shaman, not the one learning, um, the balance, your uh, mastery of your mind, uh, the, the wind itself, the animals, the birds, the sweet plants, your inner sage, your visions, your illuminations, your, uh, again, with the animals, it's, it has to do with your nurturing and your healing and your physical body and your emotional states of life and death and as you walk yourself through them. So I, I don't like to say that you, you put it in one specific direction because if you're somebody who's listening over here in the United States, you might think one thing, but if you're in England... You know, and you're, you're going to be like, no, you're completely wrong. So, I mean, it's you've got to give the ideas of the different ones. Because I'm looking at the Celtic one right now, and it's got... It's eight, yeah, like yeah. you had said. Yeah, I've got a... Well, right here. Got it pulled up. In book form. <laughs> I just put... Yeah, I mean, like, I've got so many here that I've got... I gave myself so many that I've confused myself is what I've done. <laughs> I gave myself well, so much to talk about. What do I always preach? Too many variables, man. You got to simplify the equation. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. And I'm going to still be wrong because I, I overdo it. Izzy looks at me and smiles like, I told you so. <laughs> I mean, it'll be from, I mean, it's, it's all walks of life. Emotional is, ta is talking to us, you know, um, our mental, our spiritual. It has to do with death and rebirthing and learning as we grow. And the more that you're doing with the wheel and with the plants and with everything that you're doing, it helps you become a better, well-rounded person person not just a healer a well-rounded person i mean so it's important to us to to get the wisdom and the logic from this and to truly move forward and incorporate it in your life because we all we all we all die a million times i mean shit i die several times a day I'm sorry, I do. I mean, emotionally, I learned something that I'm, you know, you, over and over again, you were rebirthing. And the more that you were rebirthing, the more that you're actually putting more circles within the circle of the very, very wheel of your very own life. The spiral. Yes. So it, it's very emotionally healing within your life to to be able to go in those directions. And this is why I kind of left it vague because I wanted it to be vague. I wanted to speak of the importance of, of what it brings to our life. It helps us get depth. It helps us heal the roots and, and move into that spiral so that we are actually moving forward instead of just looking at it as this thing that's on the wall. Mm -hmm. Because so many people don't... I guess that came came partially from my Salem experience. I mean, there's so many people who have no respect for shit, and they don't really know what they should be learning and respecting. I mean, I'm see, like I said, it's just such a deeper root that I'm getting to. But is there anything else you want to say before I jump into the astrology? No, go ahead. You're five minutes early, but you're go ahead. I am. My phone says it's ten forty. Yeah, we do it at ten forty-five. We do. I thought yeah. we always ended at ten forty. I changed that like three, four weeks ago. I could have sworn, maybe it's because I go to go for it at 1040 and then we're bullshitting or something. Somehow it doesn't get there quite. I don't know. I'm coming up with excuses to talk myself into shit at this point. Sounds like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I said, I've just, I've been exhausted. I've been backwards. I'm, I suck. <laughs>
I suck. <laughs> hey, man, we all got our on days. We all have uh, some. Uh, we all have our off days. Sweat it not. You know what that proved to our fellow beloved listeners? That I'm just like everybody else. That you're human. Damn straight. Because sometimes I'm like, dude, I'm I'm just a girl. Can I can I be a girl today? <laughs> Please, can I just be a girl? <laughs> All right, with that being said, I'm going to jump into the astrology. Um, this is from October 15th through the 22nd. If you did watch the videos and whatnot, I did start it late on that purpose of the fact that I was on uh, vacation. So, happy Halloween to everybody with that being said as well. But um, this week we have... Yeah, see, I'm so tired. I just tried to tell you the wrong week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is not the 15th. <laughs> okay, October 30th through November 5th. See, I have notes. I mess up a lot. Um, This week, that's why I knew something had to be said about Halloween to make me realize I was screwing us up. Mercury moves into Sagittarius this week, which is moving into the universal ninth house. This is your communication, and the way I view it, it's actually actually moving directly in to um, your spiritual house. It's your soulful house. It's where I say Jupiter brings us to our higher self. So our communication, our, our ability to communicate is coming into a higher perspective. And it will be able to have the abundance from Jupiter, the way I see it, even though Jupiter's not right there, it's still ruled by Jupiter. So it will give us that abundance and that higher knowledge to be closer to our higher self as we move through the month. And Mercury is going to be able to communicate outwardly with other people. So this is a plus because Venus is still in retrograde and it has now moved back into Libra or it will on Halloween, which is tomorrow. So Venus in retrograde now in Libra is going to be there with Haumea, with Cirrus, with Make Make, and um, with Venus itself in Libra. And it's no longer in the universal eighth house of Scorpio. So we're not quite in that rebirthing state anymore from that Scorpio energy or that higher level of sexual energy. It will still have that because it's Venus. I mean, let's be honest, but we're taking it back into out of the responsibilities of what is responsible for the relationship and we're moving it directly into the relationship itself. It's what is the relationship about. Venus is all about wanting to teach us where we screwed this up in the past, where we're viewing it incorrectly in the past, where something, like I said, from six to eight years ago or from 1982 to 1988, and I was kept being told 1986, you know, where something took a, a death and a rebirth in our life that might have redirected us or re-steered us in a new direction, but we didn't quite get the soulfulness of it right. We didn't quite get how to communicate it right or how to sensitively walk through those waters well. Where we kind of screwed that up a little bit. Things didn't quite work out as you planned, and now you view things from maybe an ill-watered way. Maybe it didn't start out that way, but now as things have progressed, they are. So... Venus is kind of retweaking how you're supposed to view love, how you view what you love, how you view what's sensitive to you, what is beautiful, what is great in your life, what you want to have and what you don't. And she's sitting there with Cirrus in Libra, which is going to be speaking to you of the relationship where it's not in harmony, where it's not working out, and how you need to go about making it get in harmony. But with Cirrus is going to be bringing in that threefold theory. So she might be bringing you closer to those energies of the past popping up even more. Because as you come into Cirrus, you're going back into threefold. You're going back closer to karma. You're going back closer to um, where possibly things weren't nurtured well and they're going to show themselves and give you that uncomfortable touchy feeling about it so that you have to get right with self in order to move forward and, and she's going to be pushing on those buttons as you know this week and next week especially as she passes cirrus and with make make it's going to be speaking of the lotus flower so are you still in the muddy murky waters are you 
in, you know, the breakthrough of where it's starting to surface? Or are you finally lifting out and blooming? And why are you where you are? So, and then it's the collective consciousness. So Venus is still giving a smackdown. She just switched into another area. And she's not coming necessarily with a rebirth. She's kind of coming into a stagnant, take a look at it. Take a good hold look at it and then now do the hard work. So it's about fixing it before she moves back into Scorpio when she goes direct and gives us the energy in a whole new positive way so that we can really rebirth and bring it in positively. Uranus is going to be moving um, back into Aries on the 6th, which is next week, and then you have the full moon, not the full moon, the new moon, which will be taking place on the 7th, but that's going to be a big deal because Uranus is coming up on the uh, cusp of Aries and Taurus. So you're going to be pulling in those er energies of both this week, of, you know, the new beginnings, the... Uh, Uranus is, gives you, like, the, the me-first, new beginnings, fire-filled energy, but then you kind of get bored and filter out with it really fast. Taurus is, doesn't want to change. Taurus is the bull. Taurus wants the luxury and wants it all now, and I don't really want to have to do anything else outside of just have it, point blank. But it also, you know, with that luxury, wants the sexual positive energy. So Uranus is really getting into the middle of these two energies, with um, your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, your freedom, in a whole new way with your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem. Are you, you know, are you going to feel the fire passion to start moving you forward? Or are you going to be kind of lazy about it and just hope for the best, but maybe not necessarily work for it? Because this is where you're coming into, like I said, that energy coming from Taurus and Aries. But this week, in general, as I look at the week, um... I was told by spirit this week has a lot to do with like what you would view as a Loki energy, kind of mischief, kind of re reweaving, re unfolding new patterns shifting, but they may not necessarily take hold this week and may have everything to do with that new moon. And the, I, I explain it this way because when, when spirit, when I do astrology, I usually am like everybody else, and I do the aspects, and I give people what the aspects are, and that's what you can understand, look at, and it's concrete, and you can follow your way through it, because it's what every astrologer is going to say, other than how they depict it, you know, with their emotions and how they add them together. I don't do that. I do do the astrology like everybody else, but spirit also sometimes will just flat out make the whole rest of the chart disappear. And they're like, right here is the energy. This is where it's weaving together. This is where the energy is shifting. This is, you know, where it's all happening. And it has everything to do with how you create in your Neptune energy. Neptune is the ability to create magic within your life. But it's asking you, are you going to be recreating new or are you creating from the past and going to stay exactly where you are and not move forward because jupiter is speaking to it and it is giving it the mag the magnification this is like i said this is not what anybody else is going to tell you it's what i'm being told by spirit mars is in this energy but mars is fighting it mars is you know wanting its own passion its action its aggression it's the warrior is not getting along with the energy because this has everything to do with getting deep within soul this has everything to do with getting deep within the roots that i like to put would be like in the kuiper belt that would be way out in the cold that's in the dormant it's getting down to the bottom and we're reweaving it so that we can create new rules walls and boundaries because it has everything to do with Saturn, everything to do with Venus, and everything to do with Cirrus. But your inner warrior is going to be fighting you. It's not going to be comfortable about the shift, but it's something that you have to step up to the plate and do, or you're going to find yourself not moving forward, more or less. Um, I want to remind you also, for the people who are into the numbers, um... It's not just Halloween. You're picking up extra energy because of Halloween this week. Yes, because it's the, when the veil is said to thin. But people always get into the numbers of um, like 11 being a manifestation number and a powerful power play number. Like it's when the universe takes like a snapshot of you and this is what you are telling the universe you are. Don't forget that you are coming into November 1st. So this is 11 one 
Most people will go after 11-11, but it's still a 1-1-1. So you get this twice this this time. This day can be a very powerful day with energy to help you start to move forward. But, you know, it, it, it's going to be working with those new patterns, that new unfolding energy that's coming from, like, a trickery. It's coming in a trickery way because I'm getting told it, it's similar to the god Loki. Like I said, now if I get back into the typical astrology, your staples for the week is you have um, Grand Trine, which is positive energy that is coming together to help you move forward. You have Chiron, which is in Pisces, speaking with Jupiter, which is still in Scorpio, which is then the North Node, and Leo. And this has everything to do with understanding Leo energy with the north node is only going to be here a little bit longer this is your last time of getting this energy right and leo with the north node is it's always about what you have to learn in order to move forward but you're speaking to the king of the jungle right now and the king is not just responsible for his own his own life he's responsible for the whole damn kingdom you know and everybody's creativity and 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 helping it be something that flourishes so we're looking at you have to look at this grand trine in a form of this is the kingdom of your life. Jupiter is giving you that energy in Scorpio to still recreate. And I think it moves soon. I mean, so it's not got much more time left in this energy either. Scorpio is all about life, death, rebirth, the mystery of life, and the fertility that can come with the taking of it. Jupiter is abundance. It's the magnet. He's going to be bringing it into those relationships and what they're still responsible for. But Chiron is the wounded healer, giving you the gatekeeper, giving the gatekeeper the keys to the wholeness for the whole kingdom in your life. This is a time that is a pivotal point for everything in your life can shift if you're not screwing yourself over. Basically, that's what this energy is coming down to. However, Uranus, Venus, and the North Node are T-squared. So your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, your freedom, your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem is in questioning is in question with Venus's sensitivity and if that's going to work for you or not. So are you doing it for a soulful reason? I mean, is your independence... Is all of that getting out of control and being egotistical? Because that's what Venus is going to be giving it the, uh, the question about. If you're doing this for egotistical reasons, it will backfire. Venus, though, this week also, like I said, it, Venus has moved back into Libra. So we're coming into that threefold theory. We're coming into make-make. We're coming into Haumea. So it's the collective conscious consciousness. It's... um. It's a collective consciousness with what is nurtured or not nurtured well or how can we go about finding it. This has everything to do with your diet, your health, your well-being. It has to do with your child care, child neglect, child support. It has everything to do with how you nurture properly or were you not nurtured properly or are you nurturing in your life properly or not getting nurtured properly now. And it's speaking in um, with Venus and its sensitivities, you know, all of this is speaking to the North Node in a very negative way, in a square way. It's saying there's what you have learned in the past is not going to work anymore. If you keep trying to come with the sensitivities, basically from fear of some form, then it, it's it, you're you're not going to be moving forward. It's not going to be able to help your kingdom, your own personal kingdom, move forward in a positive way. It's it's something that you must step up to the plate and make a change. It is speaking with Mars and Aquarius, though, in a positive way. It backs up the power of that aggression to make those changes. It backs up Neptune's energy, you know, and a trine also to give you the power to be able to start, you know, a new creation within your life. To take a new form of magic and breathe it to life. It gives you the chance. It's giving you the blessing to be able to to do it if you could get out of the fear and the worry and the doubt and the anxiety of keeping you from moving forward. But like I said, nothing about it is going to be 
easy. It has to do with Cirrus, which is a threefold theory. So karma is going to have something to do with this. And it's going to be lessons that you have to learn by viewing from the past that didn't work for you. Because it's the only way you're going to see where the growth needs to take place. And it gives you the ability to have a sextile with Saturn. So it's it's giving the the uh, the blessing of you know the the new rules and the walls and the boundaries being able to create something within all of these relationships because it's all going to come back to your relationships i don't know how many times i can tell you everything has to do with your relationship your friends your family your loved ones your children your parents it can even be your pets okay i mean if you care about it you have a relationship with it so no matter how it is that you're viewing it this has to do with Building a new relationship within the very kingdom of what you call life. And do you want your life to expand and get better or do you want it to stay the same? If you want it to stay the same, don't try to do anything new. Because that's what you'll be doing anyway. Um, the sun, though, this week is questioning Lilith. It's in a square with Lilith. So your your illuminating sign that allows you to shine and be seen in the recreation of Scorpio that's backed up by Jupiter right now is fighting Lilith. Like I said, this has to do with ego. This has to do with egotistical change and fear. Because Lilith is, ain't nobody going to make me do a damn thing I don't want to do. And if you stay in that personality, you're going to have more problems, more or less. Uh, but it, it is trining, again, Neptune. It is trining, and then it's sextiling Pluto and Vista, it's giving you the blessing to move forward. But one of the most important things for this week that you need to realize is the moon's movement. The moon is in Leo on Halloween and November 1st. Like I said, those are powerful energy days. And the moon is in Leo. Okay? Leo is compassionate. It's passion. It's, it's fire. It's action. It is a very powerful energy, and it has a very high drive. But at the same time, it can be overly dramatic. So you may be a little over dramatic within your energy this week, especially on those two days. So make sure that you're paying attention to if you're using that Leo energy positively or not. Then as you come into the third and the fourth, it's in Virgo. So you're going to be a little more anal attentive. You're going to pick it apart a little bit more. But then when you come into the fourth and the fifth, this is Sunday and Monday, you're going to be coming into a whole new energy because you're going, that moon is going to be moving into Libra. And it's moving in with Venus, with Cirrus, with Halmea, and with Makemake over those three days. So it's going to be an emotional three days. And Venus is going to be driving it really hard to make sure that you're getting those lessons while you have the opportunity to get them. But again, you know, Mercury is going to be sextiling Lilith, which is a whole new spot because... Mercury has now moved into the area of the higher self, which is the highest level of fire. The higher soul fire of, you know, which was which is Sagittarius, is the energy, the ninth house. But it's sextiling Lilith. So if you can communicate your 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 what what you want soulfully with the ego driven part of you in a positive way you may be able to make it work for you but it all has to do with having the right communication because if you don't use that communication in the right way it's going to backfire and go against you but you've been getting given blessings all around the board if you're willing to step up and make the change because the whole point is especially with with uh, the North Node getting ready to leave Leo soon, the change has to happen. And it's going to be not just for, you know, a small part of your life. It's going to be something that can alter, you know, actually, like, redirect your life in an, an entire whole new way and project you in the direction you really want to go. But are you too afraid to take it? Alrighty, everybody, we're out of time, and I just want to say I love you, and thank you for tuning in, and please subscribe. Yes, please, like us, uh, share us, subscribe to us, and don't forget, if you'd like to schedule any services that Lady Stars and Fire 
offers, go to www.ladystarsandfire.com. Bye, everybody. Come now, my darling. Let's step back in time with